0: Welcome to Ask a Bible Teacher with Pastor Mark Fontecchio, a broadcast ministry of Return to the Word and made possible by faithful supporters like you. Find out more at returntotheword.com. Welcome back to Ask a Bible Teacher on Return to the Word. We believe the Word of God has the answers to your questions and we want to help you find them. Now, the question we're going to tackle in this episode is about the unpardonable sin. Here's the question that was asked. Is there anything a person can do, or is there a sin they can commit to irrevocably and irreparably condemn them to hell, such as blasphemy, taking the mark, worshiping the enemy, or selling their soul? The Bible actually speaks directly to this question. Let's unpack the teaching of Scripture regarding this very important issue. In Matthew 12, Jesus stated the following, therefore I say to you, Every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. And that's verses 31 and 32 in Matthew 12. This teaching, by the way, is also mentioned over in Mark 3, verses 28 and 29. Now, very clearly, the Bible teaches that all sin can be forgiven except speaking against the Holy Spirit. And so, therefore, we had better make sure that we understand exactly what this means. The immediate context before these words from Jesus instructs that the Pharisees had attributed the work of Christ to the activity of demons in verse 24. Specifically, even though they had witnessed irrefutable evidence that Jesus was performing miracles and that the Holy Spirit was at work in him, the Pharisees claimed he was working under the power of Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. So let's ask another question at this point. What was the unpardonable sin on that day? It was to blaspheme or stubbornly deny with slander the witness of the Holy Spirit regarding the ministry and work of Christ. Remember the situation. The Hebrew people had been entrusted with the oracles of God, Romans 3.2. God had revealed his word through them. The prophets had long before predicted that the Messiah would come. The prophecies of his coming were being fulfilled before their eyes. They had the privilege of hearing the Son of God speak his eternal and life-saving truth. But what did they choose to do? They rejected the witness they'd been given and spoke evil of the wonderful work of the Holy Spirit. Standing in the presence of God, they defiantly rejected the Savior. Jesus stated that this sin would be unforgivable. In some ways, we must recognize that the situation has changed. Jesus has ascended into heaven, Acts 1, verses 9 through 10. No one can witness Jesus perform a direct miracle and then ascribe his power to Satan instead of the Spirit of God. Yet that does not mean this sin cannot be duplicated today. Every single sin committed by man can be forgiven by the mercy and grace of God, except for the sin of continued unbelief. This is at the heart of the very message that Christ came to give man. Every person has sinned and stands guilty before God. Romans 3.23 Sin is rebellion against God. Our sin separates us from a holy God. Sin has ushered in death, and we see that in Genesis 2, verses 16 through 17. That is the problem that all mankind faces. When we die, we are separated from our Creator. The Bible teaches, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord, Romans 6, 23. There stands the good news of the gospel. Jesus Christ came to take our place. He offered himself up as a sacrifice to take our penalty for sin on the cross. He was buried and rose again the third day. And we see that in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. The promise of God is that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And those are the famous words from John 3:16. The person that understands this loving message from God and responds with faith, trust in it for eternal life, is immediately reconciled to God and given new life. The Apostle Paul stated, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 this takes us back to the original question. A pardon from the penalty of sin has been offered to all mankind. And if a person rejects the pardon, then they will not be forgiven for their sins. The Holy Spirit is at work today convicting people of their sin, John 16:8). If a person rejects this conviction and stubbornly refuses to place their faith in Jesus as the Savior of men, they are choosing an eternal future apart from God. If the pardon is never received by the individual, By faith, there will be no forgiveness when they stand before God. To reject a pardon is unpardonable. It is common for people to believe that they have committed a sin so horrible that God cannot or will not forgive them. This is a trap that Satan would love people to fall into. Even during the tribulation, the mark of the beast will indicate that a person has rejected Christ as their Savior. And we see the mark of the beast in Revelation 13, verses 16 through 18. Thankfully, God's grace abounds. Even the Apostle Paul stated his thankfulness for the grace of God because of the sinful life that he lived before coming to salvation in Christ. 1 Timothy 1, verses 12 through 17. So rest assured that if you feel guilt for your sins, then you have not committed the unpardonable sin. God is waiting for you. He's waiting for you to come to faith in his provision for sin. The prophet Isaiah declared in Isaiah 12 too, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you have a Bible question we can help you answer, come visit us at returntotheword.com. Return to the Word is a faith ministry. This means we freely distribute the teaching of the Word of God over the air and online. We do this without charge. If you feel led to support the ministry with a donation to help cover these costs, you may do so on our website returntotheword.com or by mailing a donation to Return to the Word, PO Box 879259, Wasilla, Alaska, 99687. Thanks for listening, and we pray that the Word of God will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path.